0: A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void Revoidware Prohibited by Law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today, we're going to talk about all kinds of new technology. This is Autoline. Today's show is all about new technology. We're going to be talking about simulation software, HD radio, and Wi-Fi connections in your car. My first guest is well-known in the automotive industry because she formerly worked as one of the top designers at General Motors and at Renault and is now running a design studio for Dassault Systems. I'll be talking to Anna Asensio about trends in design and how virtual software is revolutionizing the design process. Next up, I'll be talking with Bob Struble, the CEO of a company called Ibiquity. They're the ones who have come up with technology for what they call HD radio. If you haven't heard of HD radio, it's actually all over the country, and chances are you will not be able to buy a car in the future without it. My third guest today is Jennifer Appleby, who works in product strategy at Chrysler. I'll be talking to her about the Uconnect system that brings an internet connection into a car. Now you can bring your Wi-Fi with you. We've got a lot to talk about, and I want to get started, so don't go away. We'll be back right after this. Visit our website for even more great content all week long. From our studios in the Motor City, this is AutoLine. Here now is John McElroy. Joining me right now is Anne Asensio, the Vice President of Design Experience at Dassault Systems. Great to have you here on AutoLine Detroit.
2: Well, thank you, John, for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to be in Detroit.
1: And, you know, er- everybody should know Ann's extremely well-known in the design community, having spent time at, what, Renault? Isn't that where you started?
2: Yes, I started at Renault, spent 13 years there. And then and
1: General Motors? The, yes, uh,
2: for about uh, seven years, yes.
1: But Anne, what I want to ask you about right now is how technology is changing the way designers design this virtual world that you can work in and 3d world please bring us up to speed how is that changing how you do design
2: yeah i think you know design have not really much changed you know it's basically an artistic you know application to a very very successful industry but uh, from the very beginning it's very important to understand that design will have to be nurtured with the best of the technology and that will be really the enabler for getting the best design on the road so for the 20 years of experience, I did witness, you know, the introduction of 3D within the studio, uh, wherever it was alias Ketia and uh, some of the other main softwares in the industry. And what I really were concerned about is the fact that uh, those uh, technologies were more and more
1: impacting the way we design. How? How does it make it, uh, that kind of impact?
2: Well, basically, I think, you know, I like to say, you know, creation is often an, an, an individual thing. You know, creation is something designers' talents have to be expressed in the creation of what they do. and But the innovation is collective. You need to have the collaboration with the engineering team, with the marketing team. You need to understand your customer on the very upfront of your process. And to do that, now new technology enables you to do that.
1: Because you can see what you're talking about, exactly. right? You're not just talking about it. You can visualize it.
2: Dassault System is a leader in terms of uh, representing virtually and scientifically uh, all the validation in the virtual world, make all the mistakes you should do in that world, before you basically launch anything in a pipeline and that would become the real product. We well know in the aer- aeronautic industry to do planes that basically are virtually designed with no physical prototype. So it's very important that we acknowledge that there are today some outstanding technology wherever it's in the uh, aeronautic industry, but many, all of the other industry that design is being impacted with, consumer goods, product design, you know, Apple uh, and the iPod, we know the success, all the way to the entertainment industry, the gaming industry. All those technology today are part of our world and should be part of the way as an enabler of doing design.
1: And, and I want to get more into that in just a minute, but are you just spending more time creating a virtual model? Are you just sort of shifting the work as to where it goes? It, doesn't it take a long time to build these very realistic models?
2: Well, this is a great thing. The system has such a long experience of doing those, a lot of business model and, and validation, and, and I will say algorithm, mathematics, maybe a little bit complicated, already embedded in, within the CATIA software. So the good thing is no, you don't spend more time, you basically save time. And you actually have more time to create more uh, models, more variant. And you validate them much earlier so you really pick the good one and you make a selection much early on. Also, you give the power for the designer to actually access to some information that most of the time they rely on some other team in some other building. Here, you know, the designers are real designers. They really take care of the authentic uh, integrity of their design, That not only the surface and the styling, but the real physical of the component of a design. That's it. it's a mechanical part, and you really want to be uh, the pilot, the the leader of the
1: total uh, environment. Let's go back to the gaming industry, which you just brought up, because, boy, talk about virtual simulation, 3D and all that. They seem to be on the leading edge, along with the movie industry. Do you see the automotive industry working more closely with the gaming industry in terms of, of design?
2: Yes, definitely. You know, uh, the, uh, the, the, the credo for Dassault System is uh, 3D opens the, the doors of the world we imagine. There cannot be a better credo for designers. <laughs> We basically think that uh, wherever the gaming industry, the you know, entertainment industry are providing to the technology that should be part of a basic design process. Uh, to be more specific, uh, when you are a designer, you need to put the human at the core, the customer at the core. The voice of the customer has to be at the really core of what you start to do. One way to do it is to basically, like in the gaming industry, uh, you basically end up to be in a virtual world interacting with the element. You, are, you act within not as a second life but real life because you are doing a real product and you adjust all your decisions in an interaction you have with the product in the virtual world. And you do that and you check all those uh, you know, parameters ahead of time and you guarantee a much better product when it comes on the the market. And this is absolutely critical moving forward. The human interface, the technology, are just inviting our life. We have multi-layers technology, we are getting completely overwhelmed. It's very important that design is answering this question of how can we make our life better and we really need to stop to do design the way we used to.
1: And, and talk about that from uh, some of the electronics devices that we see, like maybe an iPhone or an iPod. You know, very simple, very sleek, more feminine kind of design, really, isn't it?
2: Yes, I, I, I know where you're going here. We, we definitely have, uh, I have a theory that, uh, I guess, we used to have done design for a long period of time with what was the rules of mechanical design, kind of maxu- masculine, driven, codes, uh, design, and that was the 20th century, you know, what we call a mechanical design, what we, we see today, even in the car industry. Uh, I like this analogy with the Wally in the Pixar, the new Pixar in movie. In the movie, mm-hmm.
1: right, Wally. And,
2: and the feminine values that been carried by Eve, you know, this very sleek, uh, uh, glossy, white, uh, iPod type, iPod uh, design type uh, of of of, uh, identity and character. And I believe, I think, this is really the 21st century. The the big breakthrough is really where you basically start to understand that a designer really has to start from the customer. He has to first be the product you deliver to the customer. And you go backwards all the way to the manufacturing, not the opposite. And that big paradigm shift is what I believe, you know, will maybe attract more women into this design field because it does fit more... Not only the, 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 uh, the desire or the, what the woman likes, it's what will everybody like.
1: Real good. Well, Sencio, thanks so much for coming in here talking about how design is My changing pleasure. and maybe get more women in the design business and the automotive industry. I hope industry.
2: so, John. And thanks I again. hope to see you again.
1: Welcome to my discussion right now with Bob Strubel, the CEO of Ibiquity, all about HD radio. Great to have you here.
0: Good to be with you, John. Again, been a while. Well, let's talk about HD radio. I
1: mean, I first learned about this, I'm, I'm going to say six years ago, seven yeah. years ago. I right. keep hearing a little bit more. How's it coming along?
0: It's coming well. You know, HD radio technology is free, AM and FM broadcast uh, that is digital, so it's, uh, it's much better for the consumer, better audio quality, more choice. Uh, more cool uh, applications that folks can do that they really can't do in an analog world. And we've been, as you say, toiling away for the last six, seven years, uh, both putting that on radio stations across the country and then working to get radios that will receive those signals uh, in the hands of consumers. And I'd say uh, both sides are going quite well. We've got, on the station side, 1,800 stations around the country, uh, cover about 85% of the U.S. population. In terms of radio listening, uh, more than 50% of listening is taking place on stations that have already converted. Um, and then the attention turns to the consumer. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into it, but uh, getting radios uh, sold through Best Buy and Radio Shack and Walmart, but also in some of those automakers that you cover so much.
1: Well, And that's key, i got to believe, because a, a radio is, uh, audience is so much uh, an audience that's in its car. That's where I think most of us listen to the radio.
0: I, that's absolutely right. If you look at where uh, people listen and where, uh, importantly, broadcasters make their money, it's really very much in the car. Um, If you actually look at unit sales, there's a heck of a lot more units that are sold through uh, the consumer electronic channel than are through the car channel. But in terms of the importance uh, and where listening takes place, uh, automotive is critical.
1: Who offers it now? I mean, I'm aware uh, BMW started a couple of years ago. I know Volvo's got it, but I'm not sure the whole list of who. There's actually
0: 11 now, and that's uh, for us, you know, just in terms of progress uh, over the last, uh, I'd say, 12 to 18 months has really been extraordinary. For the longest time, and, and you've got it right, it was BMW and MINI. Um, who were the sole uh, suppliers of HD radio technology Um, just this year. And I've been test driving, so I can say they've done a good job. But um, Mercedes has it across several several vehicle lines. Uh, Hyundai as well. Uh, The most recent announcement was uh, Volvo, and those are actually shipping to to showrooms right now. Um, And then importantly, and you know how how far in advance the automakers um, announce their plans, we've got announcements from Audi, uh, from Ford, from Jag, Uh, from Land Rover. Um, So it's moving quite well. 11 uh, 11 total automakers now either offering the technology or have announced plans uh, for the next little bit.
1: Are consumers really asking for it or automakers just trying to prime the pump, as it were?
0: It's a little bit of both. Um, You know, this will be uh, uh, one of those situations where consumer uh, demand will grow over time. Um, But you sort of got to prime the pump a little bit. So uh, our pitch to automakers has always been this is the upgrade 2 a.m. and f.m. radio. Uh, every other technology that consumers enjoy is digital. You know, you don't carry an analog cell phone. You don't have an analog camera anymore. You're watching digital television. You're playing DVDs. Those are all digital, and radio needs to go digital as well. So the pitch the automaker is essentially um, other automakers are going, and if um, you don't start thinking about getting HD radio technology in your cars, pretty soon you're going to be selling Uh, a car with black and white TV when everybody else has color. Um, So our vision is is that all radios over time will migrate, um, and likewise all all automakers over time will do it. And and the rollout has been, I'm sure as you've seen with other technologies in cars, you start at the high end, and you start as options, and then you work your way down into more standard packages and eventually uh, to standards. So exciting for us, uh, Volvo, for instance, the technology will be standard across all their vehicle lines. So when you buy a Volvo, you just, get one anyways. You just get you don't one have anyways. to pay extra. Exactly. Uh, Mercedes is a good example. I test drove an E-Class uh, last week. Um, HD radio technology is part of the um, entry-level option package. So if I want the upgraded audio quality and I want the heated seats, I also get HD radio uh, technology, and the take rate on those packages is 95%. So for us, that's great. When cars are sold, HD radio moves as well.
1: Uh, what are radio stations actually doing? Because my understanding is they can have substations. Yep. They can have actually more channels, as it were. What, what are they doing?
0: That's right. It's, um, it's called, uh, a feature called multicasting. Uh, sometimes you'll hear it referred to as HD2s or HD3s. But this is the ability of a station, an FM station, to have multiple different audio streams um, on a given frequency. So a uh, great example here in town, Riff uh, 101.1, classic heritage, classic rocker. Everybody knows it. There's a station now called Riff 2. Um, and it's 101.1-2. So uh, it's called Rift and It's all two. albums, isn't it? It's, well, they, they have a, a very neat format. I was listening to it yesterday. But uh, they have a very neat format called Made in Detroit. So it's a little bit more edgier rock, but they have a heavy emphasis on uh, bands, some you know, to the point of garage bands, who are from Detroit. So what it gives the broadcasters the, the ability to do is to program more niche formats, if you think about some of the criticism AM and FM radio has gotten over the last years, it's, all oh, the formats all sound the same and I hear all the same songs. That's kind of an economic reality. You have to program for the mass market, um, given the cost of a radio station, to make, make the economics work, work. But if I have a essentially free channel to do additional programming, I can do a lot of different stuff. I listen in Baltimore, Washington. We've got bluegrass. We've got gospel. We've got three channels of C-SPAN. Um, so this gives the ability the broadcasters to address a lot of uh, new niche formats and a lot of diverse interests, which we think is good for the industry and good for consumers.
1: One thing that I like about this is that it's digital. So mm-hmm. just like uh, XM or Sirius Radio, you can get the the artist and yep. the title of the song. And that's uh, t- talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of, uh, of additional capabilities that you get uh, with uh, the transition to digital. So one, uh, we call it PSD, program service data. But essentially what that is is scrolling text in the car. That lets you see at bare minimum song, artist, and title, which is is people actually like. If you look at all the surveys, they love to hear, uh, uh, they love to know who's singing the song, but they don't want to hear the jock talking over the track. So that's a very uh, uh, well liked feature. Um, that could though be stock quotes, or that could be sports scores, or that could be weather or traffic information. Um, so that's one sort of easy example. Another one I, I might give you, uh, I think is pretty cool, uh, is something we did with Apple called iTunes tagging. Um, and what this does is give the consumer the ability to tag songs that they're hearing on an HD radio station for later purchase. So I'm listening to Riff 2. Uh, I like the song that I hear. I've got a little button on my radio that says tag, and I press that, and the data, the digital data, is captured uh, in my iPod, which is connected to my radio. And the next time I go to iTunes, I've got a little folder that says tagged, and all those songs... You know that I wanted to take a look at, maybe purchase, are there for me. So uh, my experience in the car: when I hear a song and I decide I want to buy it, I'm fumbling for a, a pen. I'm you know worried about running into a tree. Now I've got a little button I can press, and it says "tagged" and all that data, digital data, is captured for me.
1: And what I like too is you can pause a program, you can rewind it, come back and listen to it. Later Store and too. replay
0: stuff. Yeah, that's that's available in certain radios, not in all of them. But uh, you know, as we uh, this will be like other uh, digital technologies. As we move forward, uh, there will be continued feature upgrade. So again, analogy, think of your cell phone. When you first got it, it did phone calls. <laughs> think of all the things it does now. You take pictures, you listen to music, you get email. Um, that will be the same thing with HD radio technology. So store and replay are the TiVo for radio functionality. Uh, uh, traffic updates, uh, there's nation, uh, nationwide traffic networks that are being uh, built out. So uh, data from the radio station can go to a car. And if I've got a navigation screen I can get the traffic information plotted on that NAM screen and that that data came to me from the station up to and including things like the buy button. You know, I'm hearing... The uh, ad for the concert tonight, and I decide I want to go. Well, I've got a little button on my radio, and uh, that enables me to purchase those things. So a lot of stuff. This won't happen tomorrow, but you know we've sort of seen this movie before. As, as things go digital, they get featured up over time, and you end up doing a lot of a lot of pretty cool stuff.
1: Well, really exciting stuff, really. Bob Struble, thanks so much for coming in and bringing us up to speed with what's going on with HD radio.
0: Appreciate the time. Thanks.
1: I'm going to be talking right now with Jennifer Appleby from the Chrysler Corporation, working on how you get internet into the car, and since we're going to be talking about that, we tried something different here. We decided to do a webcam hookup with Jennifer in Auburn Hills, Michigan, and Jennifer, thanks for joining us here at AutoLine Detroit. Well,
3: thanks for having me. (laughs)
1: Let's talk about Uconnect, all about bringing internet connection into the car, Give us a brief tutorial. How do you get internet into your car?
3: Well, Uconnect Web, which is a Mopar accessory we introduced a few months ago, is the way you do just that. It works with 3G cellular technology and Wi-Fi to allow you to turn your vehicle into a hotspot on wheels.
1: So this is essentially bringing Wi-Fi into your car so then you can use a laptop or whatever to hook up to it. Is that right?
3: Absolutely. Passengers in the car can connect to their laptops, PDAs, gaming devices, basically any consumer electronic that has a Wi-Fi connection.
1: And do you have to be parked or can you do this driving down the road?
3: Well, passengers can use it while the car is in motion. A driver would want to park, works out perfect for somebody that's a contractor who's parked at a job site or a businessman that spends a lot of time in a client's parking lot.
1: And how good is the connection? I mean, can you, can you watch video over the web, for example?
3: The connection is spectacular. You can do all kinds of things. If you have your MacBook with your embedded camera, we could be doing this right now in the car.
1: And so what gave you guys the idea to do this? I mean, you hear so much about driver distraction and all that, but obviously I think those of us who drive a lot in car would still like to have the Internet in it. it was it a consumer-driven thing that led you to do this?
3: Absolutely. People are connected today from the time they get up in the morning until they go to bed at night. The car was the next evolution of that. What we were trying to do here at Chrysler is to combine your online and on-road worlds.
1: And what kind of cost will there be for this, both for uh, having the, the hardware in the car and for any kind of service fee?
3: Sure. The Mopar Uconnect Web is MSRP'd at $499 plus dealer installation. Then AutoNet Mobile, who's our partner in this, offers the Internet service contract for $29 a month, and you can get that in a one-, two-, or three-year service plan.
1: And how many different vehicles is this going to be on? Across the line, or, or bring us up to speed on how you're going to roll this out?
3: Absolutely. This is a Mopar accessory that can be on any Chrysler, Dodge, or Jeep vehicle.
1: And why just, I mean, could you retrofit it to any car, or do you guys have something in the electronics of the vehicle that make this enabled?
3: Um, No, it can go on any vehicle. The dealer will install it for you.
1: And when does it go on sale?
3: It's already on sale now. You can go to the Mopar website and look at it.
1: And what's the reaction been? I mean, how well is it selling, and what are consumers telling you?
3: It's still a little early to tell, but we're definitely encouraged by what we've seen so far.
1: And where do you go from here? I mean... I would think, boy, if I can get the internet in the car, do I even need a radio anymore? I would think that I could get uh, audio streaming coming in. I could bring in any radio station in the world that I want.
3: I think there's all kinds of opportunity. UConnect as an overall brand is something that we're moving forward with, and UConnect Web is just one piece of that. We've also got UConnect tunes, GPS, UConnect studios and phone, and I think there's definitely going to be a lot more to come to enhance that UConnect vision. Basically, what we want to do with this is bring you, your vehicle, and technology together in a safe and convenient manner.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back a minute. You said UConnect Studio? What's that about?
3: UConnect Studios right now includes Sirius satellite radio as well as Sirius backseat TV.
1: And where do you see this all going in the future then? I mean, dream a little bit for us here. Tell us where you're looking beyond this now.
3: Well, I think once you've got pipelines like that coming into the car, you're opening up a whole different world of experience for passengers as they go down the road.
1: Jennifer, i got to imagine that there are other content providers who are now looking at Chrysler and what it's doing there and maybe approaching you. Is that the case, or is it just putting the Internet in the car and you just go to the web and not work with other vendors?
3: I think it's going to be a combination of both things. We're obviously looking for great partners to, be, to work with.
1: And I would think, too, that you could do things with the car, i.e. in terms of scheduling appointments for maintenance or that sort of thing. Is is that what you're looking at as well?
3: Definitely some possibilities there. Um, once you're connected to the vehicle, it opens up a lot of different convenience features that a customer can take advantage of.
1: So do you have it in your car right now?
3: I have been playing with it, I have been driving around with it, and I have found that my passengers love it almost to the extent that I would prefer to get in the back seat myself.
1: <laughs> well, Jennifer Appleby, thanks so much for connecting here online to talk about how you're connecting the internet in your cars.
3: It's been great to talk to you, and next time maybe we should try it in the vehicle.
1: <laughs> it's a deal. Okay. I hope you enjoyed the show today and looking at various aspects of technology, either being used by automakers or being installed in their cars. Join me again next week when our topic of discussion will be the bailout for the big three. I'll be joined by Michigan Congressman Thaddeus McCotter, and we'll have an awful lot to talk about where the industry goes from here because we've only been through round one, and there's a lot more coming when the new Obama administration is in place. And don't forget, you can always get daily updates of what's going on in the industry at our website, AutoLineDaily.com. For all of us here at AutoLine Detroit, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots,
3: you can get lucky just about anywhere.